This podcast contains sensitive and sometimes graphic details, information, and testimonials relating to burn injuries, burn victims, death, disaster survivors, and PTSD. Listener discretion is advised. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast miniseries, We Need Ice, Explosion on the Railroad. Do you want to see the images and articles I've been referencing in this podcast? Like the huge mushroom cloud produced by the Blevy, the victims being air evacuated to out-of-state burn units, or, of course, the burned firemen in the street? Well... Let me remind you to visit WeNeedIce.com. This is where I'm hosting all my resources, as well as a forum for listeners. So head over to WeNeedIce.com to get even more immersed in this amazing true story and get the conversations flowing on the topic of the 73 Kingman, Arizona Blevy. As always, I want to encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Your support is everything. In the last episode, we explored the Doxel situation and their responsibility to the deceased, the families of, and the injured. I concluded while in 1973, Blevy Protocol was definitely in need of some revamping, the Doxel company seemed to follow proper procedure for offloading propane gas and the propane leak and subsequent explosions were simply accidents. Today, we'll explore how the 1973 Kingman Blevy influenced protocols for transporting liquid gas, firefighting, and handling explosions worldwide. Fire departments began using footage of the disaster and more extensive training for how to handle boiling liquid-expanding vapor explosions, or blevies. Remember the railroad conductor turned Blevy photographer on July 5, 1973? His photos were used in firefighter academies for propane fire training for many years. If anything positive was going to come out of this disaster, it was going to be improving procedures for managing such events in order to save lives. So, let's get into it. If necessity is the mother of invention then mass casualties are the catalyst of reinvention. 9-11, for example. Do you remember air travel prior to the Twin Tower attack of September 11, 2001? I do. An hour before takeoff was sufficient for airport arrival. Security lines flowed efficiently. Shoes were kept on. Full-size shampoo and perfume bottles were carried on board and... If you accidentally left your belt on or forgot to take chapstick out of your pocket before walking through a standard metal detector, you often got the go-ahead anyway. Now, you're lucky if you get through DFW or other big hubs without a cavity search and a sniff from a Belgian Malinois. 
We complain about procedural changes, especially when they are an inconvenience, but I'd rather show up two hours pre-flight to wait in line and be body scanned than board a plane in risk of hijacking. The modifications implemented because of the Kingman Blevy were necessary alterations put in place to save lives. The Kingman Blevy of 73 changed the way propane and all flammable liquid tankers were built and also changed the way fire service operates on these types of incidents. Kingman firefighter Oscar Lopez adds his understanding of the adjustments the industry underwent after the 73 Blevy. After the Blevy, the whole understanding of how to fight any type of pressurized flammable liquid changed. The tank cars, the trucks that carry the product, everything went back to get redesigned. The way we approach these type of fires, that training started getting enhanced. One of my first out-of-town classes that I went and took at the state fire school, they were talking about the Blevy. One of the um, instructors goes, I think we have somebody from Kingman Fire here, and I raised my hand. And so, you know, I kind of talked about what I knew at the time which was a lot less than what I know now because, you know, it's it's been a huge thing, you know, you know, getting in, in into the in not only into the administration portion of, of the fire department, but knowing that history. So after that training, that's what kind of drove me to I need to start knowing more about the blood because there are a lot of people that want to know about it. And I don't want to give misinformation or, or uh, data that's incorrect. So, you know, I, I dove into it and, you know, that's one of my biggest things is, is, you know, is knowing about a lot of this. This, this has been put as part of a teaching in every fire academy pretty much around the world because of this incident. And it wasn't just fire trucks and explosion control that were looked at for renovation. Because of the 73 Kingman explosions, the Department of Transportation changed the design of propane railroad tankers that carry explosive liquids. No longer thin single wall sheets of steel, rail tankers carrying flammable gases are now double walled and protected with insulation that increases the amount of time before a blevy occurs. If only the town of Kingman, Arizona, had a little more time on that July day, 1973. In my web research for anything Kingman blevy related, I come across a publication entitled what Firefighters Need to Know About Blevies by Shelby Watts. And under the header, Firefighter Safety in Blevy Possible Situations, is a summary of NIOSH's recommendations for fighting blevies. NIOH equals National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health. And I quote, When battling a propane tank fire, 
or another type of incident where a blevy is possible, NIOSH recommends firefighters do the following. The first bullet point. Keep as much distance from the fire as possible by using unmanned hose holders or monitor nozzles. Bullet point number two. Flood containers with large quantities of water to cool them until well after the fire is out. Third bullet point. Avoid icing by not directing water at the source of a leak. And the final bullet point. Be aware of sections of the vessel flying in all directions. NIOSH also urges fire departments to continue to educate its firefighters on the dangers of blevies so they can be aware and stay safe at high-risk scenes. End quote. Let's talk about that first bullet point recommendation and I'll repeat. Quote, Keep as much distance from the fire as possible by using unmanned hose holders or monitor nozzles. End quote. So what is an unmanned hose holder or monitor nozzle? Kingman firefighter Oscar Lopez explains. If this were to happen now, probably we would have only lost like three or four because of the initial explosion. When this occurred, they actually were preparing to do what we teach now. They were trying to set up unmanned monitors because they knew this was bad. So they were in the process of actually setting up unmanned monitors, getting everybody as far as away and just letting the unmanned monitors cool down the tank as much as possible. What's an unmanned monitor? So basically what they do is they take a uh, ground monitor, which is a big nozzle, stake it into the ground. They run two hose lines to it. And then a truck is a little bit further, uh, a fire truck is a little bit further back that's pumping water to this. You just leave it alone. You just, it's unmanned. And when they initially arrived, arrived on scene, uh, they pulled hose line, they put, pulled attack hose line, you know, stuff that, that we use, uh, you know, when we're fighting, you know, structure fires, vehicle fires, uh, brush fires, stuff like that. That's what they pulled. They started, they started cooling the tank with that. When they realized it wasn't enough water at the time, because you're dealing with inch and a half hose compared to when they set up, when they were getting ready to set up an unmanned monitor, you're talking about two, three inch diameter hoses going into a large nozzle that would put out, you know, 500 to 750 gallons per minute compared to a hose line. You may only be getting 80 gallons a minute. So they were setting this up as they were setting this up. Um, they just didn't have the time. Like the time, time was against them from the get-go. The three initial firefighters that, that passed, they were the ones setting it up as they were trying to get uh, the truck a little bit further back so they could start doing this when, when the blevy occurred. Wow. The small town Kingman Fire Department was not necessarily under-trained, but they were inexperienced in blevy control and running out of time. Doesn't Oscar's account make you realize how much was going on in such a short period of time on that July 5th day? I keep coming back to the word chaos. It must have been utter chaos. When the blevy occurred, the Kingman firefighters were actually in the process of setting up an unmanned monitor. 
a tactic that would be applied immediately today for explosion control. Unfortunately, every second counted on that day in 1973. We can speculate that if the firemen had more time, maybe their valiant efforts cooling down the propane tank with their standard industry fire truck hoses would have paid off. We can say for sure, with just a little more time to set up the unmanned monitor, the men would have had a much better chance of preventing the blevy. And even if they could not, they would have been able to monitor the tanker from a safe distance. I'm reading through a PDF located on the web called Fire Safety Analysis Manual for LP Gas Storage Facilities. It does not surprise me anymore to find Kingman Blevy references in manuals and training materials for firefighting, explosion control, and gas storage and transportation. I quote from this manual. A direct result of this incident was the addition of a new fire protection requirement in the 1976 edition of NFPA 58. The requirement stated that planning for the effective measures for control of inadvertent LP gas release or fire shall be done and coordinated with local emergency responders. In addition, the primary consideration of a fire safety analysis at that time was the use of water as a suppressing agent to control fires. The requirements today are very similar to those original requirements, except in two areas. 1. As of the 2001 edition, fire safety analyses are required to be written. And two, the primary consideration in performing such an analysis has changed from the emphasis of using water for fire control to the emphasis of avoiding product release altogether using technology and training. This modern approach takes advantage of the inherent safety present in a controlled environment, such as a bulk plant, as well as the safety features of the most current product control hardware. In early editions of NFPA 58, the primary consideration of water as the means to control a fire was based on the fact that at that time, there were few reliable ways to stop the flow of LP gas after failures in the system and the need to apply water quickly to storage containers being impinged by flames was important. The 1980s enjoyed a reduced number of propane incidents in the U.S. End quote. You know, you know, the biggest thing is is what we learn in fire training, how we treat it, uh, what we do now. It's now in in every uh, fire academy. You know, pretty much anywhere across across the world. We lost 11 firefighters. Did we lose them in vain? No. You know, there are probably hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of firefighters out there from this tragic event that learn how to deal with potential blevies. You know, our 11 firefighters, I can honestly tell you, probably has saved hundreds and hundreds of lives from their, from their lives being lost. Hundreds of saved lives are owed to the men who lost theirs along the Santa Fe Railroad in Kingman, Arizona, 1973. 
Isn't it kind of astounding how influential the Kingman Blevy was, is even now, yet how low-key the event seems to remain in history to the average person's knowledge? I mean, don't you think people want to hear about this? Despite the time that has passed since 12 men, 11 firefighters, died in the line of duty, fighting the ferocious Blevy, the story is still so relevant. Personally, I feel a deep responsibility to the public, to the survivors, to kingmen, to firefighters, and to children with a dream of becoming one of their larger-than-life heroes up there on those shiny red trucks, gallantly racing into the flames, trusting in their training and God they'll return safely. I'm truly humbled and feel unworthy but privileged to be a voice in this narrative. I assure you, the men of Kingman who sacrificed their lives to save countless others will be further credited in the next episode of We Need Ice Explosion on the Railroad, so please stay with us. Don't forget to subscribe to this mini-series to be the first to know when new episodes are dropped and pay a visit to WeNeedIce.com for even more information on the 73 Blevy of Kingman, Arizona. Next time on We Need Ice, Explosion on the Railroad. It's kind of like 9-11. We, we go on on our days every single day, but as, as those dates approach, you know, they, 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 they have a special meaning for a lot of people. I'd like to conclude this podcast paying respects to the 12 men who lost their lives to the Kingman Blevy nearly 50 years ago. Gone, but not forgotten. 